0: I'm Jasmine Moradi, and you're listening to the Queens of Tech podcast, a podcast series about workplace role models, where I get the opportunity to ask 60 plus questions to female influencers about their journey into STEM, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. My vision with this podcast is to raise the workplace ecosystem for women in tech. My mission is to bridge the gap between schools and workplaces by highlighting female role models in STEM to encourage more young girls and women to unleash their full potential in these fields to reach top leadership roles. In this episode, I'm very excited to welcome my guest, Tech Queen Claire LeBars, VP at MALT. Bonjour, Claire. Bonjour Jasmine. Thanks for having me. Oui, je suis très heureuse to having you joining us from Paris, France today. How are
1: you? I'm uh, grateful to be talking to you. Oh, I'm so happy to have you.
0: Now, let us dive into your journey into STEM. Hope you're ready for the Queens of Tech 60+ plus questions. Let's warm up with a few fun facts about you. How would you describe your personality in 3 hashtags?
1: Well, I don't like hashtags. I'm not much of a social media person. <laughs> How would you
0: describe your life in three sentences?
1: I'm going to quote a song. You may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us and the world will be as one. And where way I pick that is I think it resonates with what you're doing in this podcast, right? We're really trying to create a this strong female tech community. What kind of music stimulates and motivates you the most? Depends on the day, but uh, jazz any day. What is your personal motto? It's really one that comes from my mom, that there's always something good out of any situation. My mom would say that a ton when I was a kid, especially university, and I think it helped me grow more resilient. What is your favorite book? I love everything about Danielle Kahneman. If you're interested in human biases, like, go read right him. What is your favorite podcast? These days, I really like Lenny's podcast. It's not very old. He's a former colleague of mine from Airbnb who interviews amazing people about anything related to product marketing, creating your company, growing your business. Mac or PC? I am an Apple fan and definitely a Mac addict. Say something interesting about you that
0: most people don't know. Maybe a 35 Zumba teacher. What is your hidden talent?
1: Reading mind and predicting future. Just kidding, kind of. If you were going to write a book about your life, what would the title be? I'm bad with titles, but hopefully something that sells.
0: Great start. Now, let us dig deeper. Our childhood has an effect on our adulthood. Our early experiences shape our belief about ourselves, others and the world. Now, Claire, I want to discover your childhood. Where did you grow up? In France. What was
1: your dream job as a child? Depends at what age. I kind of wanted to do everything. What was your favorite subject in school? Math, no doubt. What was your least favorite subject? because I was very clumsy as a kid.
0: What is your earliest memory of technology and the arrival of the
1: internet? My mom used to work at IBM and one day she brought a big computer at home and that was before internet, let me give you my age. And I was in awe, like incredibly excited. My mom was making the computer work and slowly I was making it work too. I did not quite know what to do with it but I remember how excited I was. Which were the three first technology gadgets you owned? Maybe a Game Boy and there were also these little Tamagotchis I don't know if you remember, that was a long time ago. Who was your
0: female role model growing up and
1: why? My grandma and my mom, amazing woman, incredibly smart, accomplished, humble, and putting family first. And to that day, I still don't know how my mom did it all. That's really a puzzle.
0: How do you think where you grew up and the school you went to and the generation you
1: come from influenced your education and career choice? I really was incredibly lucky to get access to the education I had and then really be supported by my family in pursuing what I wanted to do. The opportunity to do it, like, financially access meant everything.
0: Amazing. Now I'm going to read two quotes. First one, how does the universe expect me to choose a career path at 16? I can't even choose what I want for dinner. Second, Abraham Lincoln said the best way to predict your future is to create it. So Claire, I want to know the choices behind your career path. What did you study at university?
1: I studied applied math, physics and engineering initially, because I was good at it. Who and what influenced you to get into your chosen field? My math teacher. In the last year of high school, he was the only person I knew who kind of did what I did. Really helped me kind of see that it was possible to do it. What professional roles have you had before that led you to your current one? I've had many, but most recently I was leading one of the data organization at Airbnb. Five years earlier, I led the data science at Turo, a marketplace, which is the Airbnb for cars, to say it quickly. And I was in academia before jumping to data science. What does Malt do and what is your title? So I recently joined Malt as VP Data. Malt is a two-sided marketplace matching companies of all sizes with really any category of freelancers and independent workers. You can see a theme there, I really like marketplaces. How did you get the job and what is your main responsibilities? So I joined this school tech community back in January this year. And in my intro, when I shared that I was planning to move back to Europe over the summer, the CTO reached out to me. And my responsibility today is really setting the data strategy for Malt, from the analytics side to another you know, machine learning, access and data engineering. Very broad, and I'm, I'm thankful to be working directly with the executive team to drive that. What does a typical work day look like for you? Really no usual day, and that's what makes it fun about the work. But most often, I like to do deep work at home, then meetings networking over lunch, like really people time, meetings again and then deep work. I love the quote, choose a job you love and you will never have to work a day in your life. So Claire, what do you love about your role? That we can have so much impact on people and society and really what strikes me. What is the best experience you've ever had in your role so far? Only a few weeks in, but uh, I'm incredibly thankful for the time Vincent, the CEO and my manager is spending with me as I am board. It's really, really valuable.
0: And what is the biggest challenge you've encountered so far and how did you tackle it?
1: A lot of practices need to evolve in the company. That's why I got hired. But change can be difficult. So my approach is to take the time to bring people along with my diagnostic and share with them, you know, why we need to make certain changes and listen to their concern and listen again. Change management is the biggest challenge right now. What do you wish everybody understood about your role? That my job is much more than data, even though it's my title. Uh, The more I know about the type of challenges people have, the more business context I get and the better job I can do. What is the one common myth about your profession or that you want to disapprove? That data scientists can't communicate. <laughs> what do you love about working in the tech industry? Maybe that you can show up at work and be yourself, as well as have a massive impact. Incredibly lucky to have that.
0: Oprah Winfrey quoted, think like a queen. A queen is not afraid to fail. Failure is not a stepping stone to greatness. So Claire, what have by far been your biggest achievements in your career?
1: The one thing that comes to mind is just how proud I am of the work we did at airbnb.org to provide free housing to health workers during COVID and to help relocate Afghanis last summer and Ukrainians more recently. They're always challenging operations and things you have to kind of set up to do that. But so much is at stake for these families. This is really something in terms of impact I'm very proud of. What's the biggest factor that has helped you become successful? Any success habits? I really don't have many habits, but maybe that's it. <laughs> but no, seriously, I'm not sure. I think adaptability was critical with the pace of change at Airbnb. Empathy has helped a lot working with different perspectives in the organization and definitely optimism has always helped me a ton in leading teams through change and uncertainty. So maybe these three. How do you measure your own performance at work? Through the collective impact of my team and their own individual success. What is your biggest failure in your career and what did you learn from it? Luckily, a recruitment mistake I made, it was very painful for the team, for the company. And what I learned is really that recruiting self-aware people with a growth mindset is very important because even if you don't assess well the technical skills or something else, you can work with them on this. And so I've really changed, you know, how I approach recording after that.
0: What is inspiring and motivating
1: you the most in your role and career right now? Yeah, I'm so excited to be back in Europe and bring some of my learnings from San Francisco back to the community here and in france let us now jump into the influence of mentorship
0: and role models role models can consciously or subconsciously be a powerful force in our lives in addition mentors can guide us through a career journey and open up the world of possibilities
1: claire do you have a mentor today i do have several it's all people uh, i admire uh, for something they do extremely well and had the chance to see them operate, give me a glimpse into their their greatness. I hope to kind of learn from it um, by just being exposed to it. Who is the female role model you look up to in your field? There's so many. Just to mention a few, Claudia Perlitsch at Two Sigma, Kelly Epaphoff, who was at Netflix and now a CTO at TALA in Los Angeles, Elizabeth Stone at Netflix. Yeah, so many people. (laughs) History
0: shows that it has been more common for men having mentors and role models in business than women. So
1: how important do you think it is to have a role model and mentor during one's career? I think it's important to have people to look up to in that it challenges you to improve and become better in what you do. Let us move on to leadership. Shirley Sambor, CEO of Facebook quoted:
0: Leadership is about making others as a result of your presence and making sure that the impact
1: lasts in your absence. Claire, what does leadership mean to you? I mean, it's really about helping people accomplish what they did not even think would be possible. I'm a big fan of servant leadership type of approach. What do you consider a good versus a bad leader? I think we are all work in progress and have potential to improve. Who is your favorite female tech leader and why? I'm a big fan of uh, Belinda Johnson, former CEO at Airbnb. I admire how she made tough decisions, putting values and people above short-term financial interests. So really someone I look up to. How would you describe yourself as a leader? A work in progress. And as a leader, what values are most important to you? Doing the right thing.
0: What leadership lessons have you learned that have formed you into the leader you are today?
1: One experience that I do not wish to anyone is how to let go of your team, which I had to do the beginning of the the pandemic at Airbnb. We're lucky to be in a hot market for data skills. Still, this is such a hard experience for anyone to go through. So I think this has really helped me grow my empathy as a leader. What are your three strengths and three weaknesses? I only have one answer for you, I'm human.
0: Let us now jump into our hottest topic in business today, workplace culture, unlocking the power of diversity, quality, inclusion, and belonging. Claire, what does diversity, quality, inclusion, and belonging mean to you personally? That I can show up as Claire, as myself at work. What do you
1: consider being three to five signs of good company culture if you were going to join one? For me, the number one critical sign is that people openly tell you what is wrong with the company or with their team or with their manager. It's really a signal that they feel psychologically safe enough to speak up.
0: As a woman, what has been the most significant barrier in your career and how have
1: you overcome these challenges? most significant barrier for me has been advocating for myself, promoting my work. It's really not something I would do naturally. I've been lucky I've had great female peers who have uh, challenged me on that, uh, in doing more of it. And I love how other females and men sometimes have been advocating for someone, let's see for me or for, for some other people. And this is something I've been trying to replicate, and it also helps me become more comfortable doing it for myself.
0: Why do you think it's important for more women to join the tech industry?
1: Clearly, I think with the uh, ubiquity of machine learning and uh, AI, the world is changing faster and faster. And I'd rather live in a world designed by people with diverse perspectives who can bring my point of view than not. I think that's why we want female to be part of that design. Do
0: you and how do you speak with your female and male colleagues about diversity, equality, inclusion and belonging challenges, especially salary gaps?
1: So I've not been at MALT for a long time. At Airbnb, you know, the company has been great about salary gaps. They had actually a dedicated team to make sure that we would not have biases in how we compensate. And I personally did not hide my salary when asked whether internally or or externally. And at MALT, I'm already amazed, like we recently acquired a company in Germany and part of the discussion is making sure we align and that any gap in compensation is erased.
0: There are many public and internal discussions about the barriers women face from reaching higher position in the tech industry. How do you feel it has affected and is affecting you? And what is your advice on how to best unblock these roadblocks?
1: Higher positions are very much about projecting confidence. I think women expect to be rewarded for their good work. They expect it will be seen and that they will be seen through their results. But we are all human. We have limited attention and trust is the most important factor in decision-making, not always facts. So we need to learn ways to build that trust that feels authentic to us. Not many men, for instance, if we're not comfortable with that.
0: As the tech industry finds it hard to attract and retain women, what is your best advice on strategies for how companies can work to build a stronger corporate culture that engages gender diversity?
1: couple thoughts. Be very transparent about the role, the salary, the reporting line, the career path in your organization for that person. Even if it's not great and you're not super proud of it, just be transparent. Give the same info to all the candidates you talk to, not just the one who asks you a specific question. And stop everything that is a legacy of the bro culture, I would say, you know, who you're friends with in the organization and really watch out for how it kind of biases where you spend your time and your attention.
0: What would you say are the few challenges and possibilities of Implementing diversity, quality, inclusion, and a belonging culture in a workplace today?
1: Challenge is definitely that it's so much easier and faster to recruit people like you. And we have even more pressure now that we're in a talent crisis. Obviously, taking time to interview a diverse set of, of candidates can be challenging. But I think recruiting is very important in implementing uh, inclusion culture in the workplace. And something that has been very powerful at Airbnb in, in increasing the diversity of the team and as a result, also kind of a stronger culture has been to make sure we would interview a diverse set of candidates, bring a diverse set of candidates on site before making any hiring decision and blocking a hiring decision if it has not followed that process.
0: Why and how do you think companies would benefit from having workplace gender diversity, especially better gender representation at sea level?
1: I would not join a company that does not have a diverse group of leaders (laughs) because I would not enjoy working there for one. But more importantly, I think it is set to fail. Why would I join a company that's going to fail?
0: How much do you think the industry has changed regarding diversity, equality and inclusion and belonging since you joined?
1: It's really hard to say. The one thing that has changed is that this is a topic and some companies set goals against it. Awareness is definitely much higher, but I'm not sure CEOs the C-suite yet realize the importance of it.
0: Looking back on your
1: career, what one thing would you have changed in your working environment to break the bias? That's a very tough question, Jasmine. I wish I knew so I could have changed it.
0: Looking forward, what will you do as a leader to improve the bias for next generation of women in tech?
1: I mentor and coach women in data science today. Many of them are in management roles and struggle to get their voice and point of view across. I love it because I also learn a ton from them and it helps me you know, realize that there is nothing wrong. It helps them realize that there is nothing wrong with them. And so I just want to do more of it and, and see how I can scale that mentorship.
0: Let us move on to another hot topic in business today, which is workplace life balance and mental health. Claire, you have without a doubt a busy lifestyle. How do you take care of yourself to maintain a good mental health?
1: I have an unusual answer. I have a dog and taking the time to take care of my dog is a forcing function to slow down and take care of me. Have you ever experienced burnout? So I've had some weeks during which my brain was fried and I just could not think very clearly. A big step for me was to admit it, to tell my friends and ask them to hold me accountable to finding a better balance. And I really loved how they reacted. They were vulnerable too with me and shared. They faced the same challenge and asked me to hold them accountable too. And um, what I shared, I think it's important for me to have that group of people I can be vulnerable to and help me be vulnerable with my team also at work eventually, which was kind of important to find a better balance. What motivates you every day to get out of bed? how fun my day is going to be, all the things I'm going to learn and the interesting people I will meet. I sometimes can't believe how lucky I am. What is
0: your advice on how companies can create a more mentally healthy workplace in the new now? Lead
1: by example. It really starts with the leaders moving back to France. I do notice that people do not send emails after 7pm and on the weekend. They really do that. You know, first I thought my email was not working, but what leaders do really matters and sets the tone for the rest of the organization.
0: Now, let us wrap up with a few words of wisdom and a piece of advice for our listeners. Claire, what is the best piece of advice you've been given that has helped you during
1: setbacks in your role and career? I've not had setbacks specifically, but I made some career transitions. And I'm thankful to people who gave me the courage to go out of the path that was set for me initially. That was very important to, to get that encouragement. And then, what is the worst advice you've ever been given and how did you tackle it? I've had a manager who wasn't relevant technically, and he would ask me and my team to do things that did not quite make sense. And so what I did is I really worked overnight to produce the work that I thought was relevant to show him. And after that, he did give me more space to do my work with the team. But when he came back, you know, I would just kind of ignore him and focus on producing great work. Slowly, slowly, ended up finding a better balance.
0: Is there something you wish you would have known or a skill you wish you had when starting up in the tech industry? Definitely managing up. If you had the ability to go back in time when you were just at the beginning of your career, what advice would you give to
1: your younger self? You don't have to do everything. Focus on doing one thing really great and make time for yourself to think.
0: What advice would you give to young girls and women wanting
1: and trying to break into the STEM fields today? Follow what interests you, be curious, make your own path. There is no one right way, really only yours. (laughs)
0: Last but not least, what is next for you in your role and career in tech?
1: What are your career aspirations? I'm not ready yet, but I'm considering starting my own company. Actually, I love your entrepreneurship with this podcast, Jasmine. really thank you for having me. I would like to thank you, Claire, so much for being a guest on the Queens of Tech
0: podcast. Sharing your journey will, without a doubt, inspire change and reshape company culture for the new generation of women in tech. Thank you for listening. If you have worked in the tech industry minimum three years and would like to share your journey, please nominate yourself or somebody you know to i at jasmemoradi.com. For more podcast episodes and to learn more about the Queens of Tech initiative and to support us, visit queensof.tech.